You're listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast, only on FairfieldStags.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to another 2021 Season Outlook Podcast here in the Stag Sports Network as we gain ever closer and closer to the start of the new athletics season for a majority of our Fairfield teams. And I'm happy to be joined now by the head coach of Fairfield women's soccer. That's Dave Barrett. And it seems that we've actually talked a little bit more frequently over this period of time. We caught up over the summer a little bit talking about your new recruits that you have coming in, but it's been a while since we've actually talked about a season at hand. So I'm curious to know what has the group been up to in the buildup to the start of the new year? It's uh, it's certainly been something like we've never experienced um, in in the past, um, and on a multitude of levels. Um, certainly, our the, the COVID protocols and, and ways we have to adhere to things, and and the team not even really all being allowed in the locker room at the same time, and it's just been a very different experience. Um, you know, on the field, it's we're making the best of it. You know, we're, we're we're doing the best we can to train and, and uh, to move the team along. Um, haven't had any scrimmages or any sort of like competitions in, in a long time. So when we, you know, get out there against Ryder on Tuesday, it's going to be quite interesting to see what this all looks like. But I, I'd say that the, the team is is responding about as well as as it can. I think that the, the attitude and the, and, the, and the overall demeanor has been really positive. Um and we'll see. We'll see what happens when we roll it out soon. You bring up an interesting point about competition and kind of getting those legs back. And for a large portion of your group, the last time that anybody saw any sort of competitive soccer was November 2019. Maybe some of the new players coming in might have gotten a club match or two in February or early March before things shut down. So when you inherited the group coming in, we'll kind of put the this previous fall to the side when they came in for this spring season, where were they? Uh, what were the fitness levels like and how really are you going to be maybe managing that knowing that it's been a while? Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought that in the fall, our fitness was really good. Um, I don't think we really skipped a beat. I think there was a, our, our new players had played over the summer a lot. There was a lot of activity that they were able to engage in even, even with restrictions. So, I thought fitness-wise, they were really good in the fall. Um, the winter really didn't do us any favors. I think it was been a challenge to sort of do that. It's not horrible. Um, we've just been managing it and trying to do a lot of sort of periodization where we're using, um, you know, g- gaining soccer fitness by playing games, you know, in, in the training environment. And, you know, they've been, you know, it's not the same running on a treadmill. It's not the same going for a run and even doing different sorts of, of individualized workouts because you're not playing soccer so we've just been trying to do it all within the course of of our training activities um it's okay i think we're we're reasonably um deep um in in some areas where we can maybe so a little bit more so than others in the conference which we're we're certainly going to look at and take advantage of if we can i mean that's sort of the plan going into it um you know, we've, we've got a, a couple girls that don't let the roster size mislead you. We, we don't have a full roster right now. We've got um, three girls who are out, um, have been out, and haven't played in a long time um, due to, like, injuries that they've they sustained a while back. Um, so two are, won't play at all this spring. One may come back and play a little bit at the end. Um, I mean, our overall fitness injuries have been very minimal. 
Um, we have Tony, we were just talking with Megan this morning about who's out and none of them are like a, a sprained quad or a pulled hammy. It's an infected toe. It's a sore foot. It's one's COVID protocol. Um, <laughs> so it's not like, it's not like they're being beaten up, but it's just these random sort of things that are, that are keeping people out here and there. But um, we, we do think our, our, our depth is, is going to be something that we lean on. Um, I don't think we're just going to have to play 10 field players and hope for the best. I think we can go, you know, 14, 15 deep into the, into the, the roster, the rotate midfielders, rotate strikers um, to be able to press and be able to be active and play in a, a high tempo that we like to do. So, you know, in a, in a season where you're only playing one game a week for the most part, um, we can probably do that and, and keep people fresh and, and hopefully wear some teams down. So that's kind of the plan going into it. We'll see how it works. Yeah, you bring up the interesting point, and we'll get to the format of the season now. It's not a traditional you play everybody once, five home, five away. Teams are going to play – some are going to play six, some are going to play seven. So it's not that true balance of schedule, but you do make a great point that you're not often playing two matches in a week. You're playing one match. might be on different days, but you do get the opportunity to recover, restore, and then go at it again. So – because of the fact that you haven't had a lot of competition, a lot of just matches, match fitness working its way back, do you see a lot of teams kind of navigating at least the first few matches as if it was almost a traditional spring schedule where you're trying to work on things, get a lot of more players, some playing time, and then when the season gets to the business end, then you go as you usually would, or are you just going to be approaching it really kind of system as normal? Um, you know, I, I can't speak for what everyone else is going to do. I think we're going to sort of play it by ear. I mean, like I said, we have an idea that not everyone is going to know the only people that might play 90 minutes are the goalkeeper, and perhaps the center backs and your, your, your defenders, but pretty much everyone else in the lineup is going to be sort of summer in some sort of rotation. Um, now, are we going to dump, put everyone on the field and dump the bench no matter what? No, we're not going to do that. Like we're going to play to win. Um, Will we be a little more liberal in the first in the first game or so, just to kind of see what we got? Maybe a little bit, but um, but I, and and I don't know what I mean. I think that what other teams will do is really depends on their personnel. You know, um, you know, Ryder, for example, typically doesn't carry a very big squad. I mean, he usually carries twenty two or twenty four the most. So it's hard to say when you have, and then who knows what kind of injuries or other things you might have. So I think it really depends on each team's personnel and, and what they're able to do. But, but I, I think it's going to be for us a little bit of both. Um, again, like in a typical spring season, everyone plays, everyone gets a look. Um, we're doing a lot of assessments. We treat them all as exhibitions because they are. Um, so everyone plays kind of no matter what. So we're not going to go that extreme, but I think we'll, we'll look to utilize, you know, probably six forwards in the game and five or six midfielders in the game and, and maybe sub a little bit more, um, liberally than, than we might just to kind of because they haven't played a, a game in, in forever so you know you might say okay give us your best 25 minutes and then we'll take you off and put someone else in for 20 or 25 and and um, just kind of see how that goes and, and I think again and over the course of a 90 minute game if we can keep our better players <clears throat> reasonably fresh towards the end I, I think if we've not won the game earlier like we'll be able to wear teams down and perhaps 
you know, nip a result at the end of a game when we're, I think we're probably a little bit fresher is because we're able to play against a few more people. Well, the good news is on that front, you talked about the depth. And I mean, you look at your team coming back. If you just want to go on accolades alone, you nearly have an entire starting 11 that received some sort of all league honoree last year. You got a number of players that made significant contrib- uh, contributions that didn't get an accolade, but still impressed nonetheless. A great freshman group coming in. This really is starting to look like the plan that Dave Barrett wanted to bring into the program from a few years ago, and it's coming into fruition. Is this kind of exactly what you hoped it would be? Yeah, we're getting there. You know, I think, you know, one of the people that you're probably thinking of is Nicole Strijek, and, and she's actually, when she hurt, she tore ACL in the Siena game in October 2019 and, and hasn't had any contact since then. So she's... If she if she trains and, and is able to play a little bit towards the end of the season, I mean she certainly won't be the person that you saw in October of 2019. Um, everyone else though is 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 back and, and is going to be able to contribute again. Like sharpness and and sort of were, are they the same player that they were a year and a half ago? Hard to say at this point, but um, we we I think we have some experience um, that's going to help. I think our young players are going to contribute. I think we're going to be more athletic. We're going to be more dynamic in, in some areas. Um, you know, we're not as tall, um, you know, so having like Melanie in the middle of the field just to knock balls down is going to be, we we'll have to find different ways to, to get the ball back and, 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 and do different sort of things that way. But um, I think there's some good players that are going to really help us. And, and I think actually the, if there's the, 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 the best silver lining in all of this is that we, we have in one calendar year, two opportunities and we have an opportunity right now and it's going to give our, our freshmen, <laughs> I use that in air quotes because they've already been here six months. And, you know, so there, there's not typical first year players in some regards, but then, you know, in five months from now or less, they're back playing again with a new group of, of players that we, we, we really like as well. So I think this is going to be at the very minimum a good opportunity for us to get their feet wet and to get them some competition. So then when when the fall season, the traditional fall season rolls around in August, then, um, you know, we could be really fun. So it's exciting to kind of project out. But as you know, you've been in this business a long time. Games aren't won and lost on paper or on video. Uh, you actually have to go out and, and earn what you get. So that's what we're, uh, that's our objective. Oh, definitely. And I mean, it's still the nice, you know, cherry at the end of this whole thing that you have still an opportunity for postseason experience, still a great opportunity at that to get an NCAA tournament opportunity as well. And kind of looking at the league, as a whole, obviously, we don't really know much to go on because there's no video at this point. But you have to consider yourselves from the standards you set in 2019, a team that could very well be challenging for a league title and getting yourself dancing in a few months' time. Well, we don't want to put the cart in front of the horse, but we certainly know that the the competition at, at the top of, of the league is really good. You know, Monmouth lost a lot of really good players, but they have plenty of good athletes that are going to be a problem. Um, Quinnipiac is always really well organized and, and well coached. Um, you know, we certainly anticipate Ryder being well coached. And, you know, like you said, we don't really know what to to expect, but, but we know we have our work cut out for us. We have a, you know, a Saturday, Monday 
schedule right now uh, when we play host Manhattan and Niagara. So we're going to have to find a way to play twice in three days. Um, but if we can, if we can navigate everything, including the off-field stuff, then, you know, it'll be fun to kind of get into April and, and have an opportunity to, to play in a, in a postseason environment, which I think would be a really useful learning tool for our young players to get a, get their toe in it and, and see what happens. It's a, it's going to be a very, it's a very strange sort of experience whenever all the teams across the country playing at different times. And, you know, there are some teams that have played five or six games right now and it's already March 2nd. So it's, uh, we haven't even scrimmaged and they've already played several games. So it's, it's a really strange landscape to, to think of how, how it's all over the place and very sporadic and not equal in any, by any stretch of the imagination, but we'll be grateful for every opportunity we get. And we'll certainly get out there and give it our best. Definitely. And for those that are curious at home, what the Fairfield women's soccer roster and schedule will be looking like for this coming spring season, make sure to head over to fairfieldstags.com to do so. And before I let you go, Dave, something really cool that's come up over the last couple of weeks for one of your players, Allie Filipkowski, got called in for senior national team duty uh, for Puerto Rico. She attended that national team camp, uh, got to be named to the roster for a couple of matches as two matches against the Dominican Republic didn't feature in those matches, but for her and really for anybody, it doesn't matter where, what country it is. When you get called into a national team and get to basically experience what senior international football is like, that's such a great experience. And one that I know she has to be relishing the chance, maybe getting a future call up as well. Yeah, it was a really great experience for her. She's been in that uh, pool before and has had opportunities to train um, with, the, with the Puerto Rican Federation. She has dual citizenship. So um, it's fun for her. She had a great time. You know, when she asked me about it in January, you know, she said she got invited to come in in February to go to the Dominican and play. And I was like, go, oh, you know, like, don't worry about us. Like, we don't even know what's going to look like. It's going to be a lot warmer in the Dominican than it is here. So at the very least, you're going to get a good training. You're going to be able to train more than you would here possibly. And as it turned out, that, that definitely was the case. But, but I think for her, just as a life experience and, um, you know, a soccer competitive experience, um, it was, it's, you know, you can't trade it. So we're really happy for her. She, she had a great time, um, you know, got through the quarantine coming back, had to sort of have a seven day period where, you know, following CDC and state guidelines. But um, I think she's happy to be, have gone through it and happy to be back. And, and we'll see what happens in the future for her. But it's certainly fun to, to experience it. Yeah, I might have to get her on on this platform to talk about that because it's not often where you get to talk to someone who's playing full international. So that'll be really cool. But Dave, appreciate the time. Uh, looking forward to seeing your group on the field in a few weeks. My pleasure, JJ. Really appreciate all you do for us. We'll see you around soon. Sounds good. And that's going to do it for this episode of the 2021 Season Outlook podcast series. Make sure to stay with us as we get closer and closer to the start of the new campaign. Until next time, go Stags. Thank you for listening to the Stag Sports Network podcast. For past and future podcasts, visit fairfieldstags.com.